Did you hear what said said? Did you hear what said said? And here we go. Mom. I've heard that before. You have. Wondering if it's catching on. Sticking with it. Mm-hmm. What's up? Let's see. Well, thank you for coming on and coming tonight, even though it's late. I appreciate it. We weren't going to do it in the first place. Dude, it's, nobody knows if it's 8 o'clock in the morning, 8 o'clock at night. It's black screen, so. Well, it's 1037, so. It's okay. Just. I'm trying to avoid what's about to happen, so I, I'm <laughs> if just you haven't picked, on it, <laughs> picked up on it. How good is said? Mm-hmm. I said, said mm-hmm. when he's the first guest. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go for it. You're the guest, but you're also the host. So I'm going to let you to a point host. Well, so what I'm, my question is before we came in here, you said that you, I gave you the card and you wanted to come in here. Okay. We, we weren't even going to do it tonight. That's the thing. Okay. We, we weren't going to do it tonight. And, and it's because. So do what? So you invited me over for yeah. basically like a first trial run. Yes. So by the way, note to yourself, uh, I didn't sign any fucking consents. <laughs> so we shouldn't be sitting here at this table until I read and sign my consents. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. But I'm your mother. You can trust me to the day I die. Mm-hmm. But first rule of thumb, you don't bring anybody in here through that door until they've signed their consents. Mm-hmm. Where are they at? Don't even got them printed? Mm-hmm. Do you have them printed? I have them printed. They're not here. Then what good does it do you? So you're not even prepared for your first guest. Mm-hmm. Don't have consents. Mm-hmm. So truthfully, yeah, we shouldn't be in here. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Don't even think about doing your next person without having them paper consents here and sign. If they can't sign them consents, then you can't do the show. You know, that's why I called you and asked you where where were you? Because <laughs> you were going to get the consents? I was going to put it in a PDF form. Yeah. You should have did it. I was going to do it while we were out there. So, that taking off points for that. <laughs> uh, Okay. So, yeah. That me be a mom and us preparing. Mm-hmm. That was my big stickler that I was going to make sure you did. And I actually forgot all about it to this moment. And I was was going to wait and see what you did um, and how you did it. And I was going to critique all of it, but we didn't even get that far. So because when I came in, for one, I hadn't ate. So you were going to make sure I ate. For two, you seemed emotionally not in a good spot. You verbally said you weren't sure if you wanted to do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, because of it. Mm-hmm. So we started to have conversation, right? Yeah. That yep sounds like a yep. Like you can take it from here. Would you like to summarize what happened prior to walking in here? Mm. Yep. <laughs> um, summarize what part? The hour a lot that, that we spent out there talking while I ate that we could have spent in here doing a podcast. But instead, we <clears throat> conversated out there until I realized, you know what? We need 
to do the podcast tonight because mm-hmm. you were in a better place after you had your discussion for an hour. Mm-hmm. And reason being, you were in a very vulnerable state. Like, mm-hmm. probably, in my opinion, one of your most vulnerable times mm-hmm. that you could have one on one with somebody. Mm-hmm. And if you expect, not expect, but if you're anticipating your guests to come on your show and have a one-on-one discussion with you and be real with you with their feelings and their life and what they're going through and what they've been through in life because you're under the understanding that your show, which you've expressed to me, when people watch it and they hear this conversation, they're going to be able to take something away from it, right? Yeah. So as I talk to you, there's moments in the kitchen where I realized, man, if we were in the room doing this as a podcast, this very subject, these feelings, these emotions, you being raw Mm -hmm. with all of that could help somebody. Yeah. So then, well, we got past that discussion and I feel like when I flipped this card over that you gave me, that's a whole nother discussion. It is. Yes. So, hoping to still extend that same raw feeling and that emotion just me and you talking you know to each other and that can continue and we'll have our trial podcast (laughs) okay well i appreciate you wanting to do that um yeah i was in a vulnerable moment um I just don't know if I'd like to go into it only because where's my red card? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not here. Important to have. I have huh? no escape. Uh, no, it's all right. No, I, I'll go ahead. I'll do it. Uh, without, uh, without saying too much, I'll, I'll say what uh, the gist of it. I'm at a point in my life where where I'm really working on trying to figure out what God wants me to do. And it's gotten me all the way to this point. And I always tell myself, like, I can always tap back into my past to get me to deal with my present. That's not as easy as it sounds. Actually, it's like the opposite. It's so, it's not as easy as it sounds. Like, you know, it's so funny. A lot of people, this might be a good one. This might be a good one, a good first one. Because a lot of people will, I'll post a lot of stuff on Instagram. And my friend Liz and I, we were actually running today. And her and I were, while we were running, we were actually talking about how social media is very fake. Mm-hmm. And how a lot of people are posting fake like feelings and stuff like that. But what I think is, I think it is fake. A lot of people are trying to portray a lot of stuff, but I think it's a lot of possibly like our form of way of like trying to reassure and revalidate ourselves as to like, this is how I am feeling and I want to post it out there, but I want other people to maybe i don't know see how i'm feeling i don't know anyway i've been posting a lot about god i've been having a lot of people message me and say 
like I like how strong you are like you're posting about you're helping me so much and or your just your post is giving me courage or thank you or something like I've had a, a bunch of text messages guys and girls and then I'll give them my number I'm like hey anytime you're feeling bad text me or call me because I know what it, I know what it feels like to go through that <clears throat> but it's not it's not all what I make it out to be um what it looks so like on I, Facebook or Instagram what it no. looks like on the outside isn't what you're really experiencing what or what people may think you're experiencing yeah they they think that they see the vacation photos, which I I went through my whole Instagram and I took off like a lot of photos from like my past childhood, like from everything. Mm-hmm. And I think the most recent one started with like the vacations and stuff. And that's all it is, just like vacations. I have no, uh, no, I don't know why I don't, but I don't have any photos of any family on uh, my Instagram, neither my Facebook. And I can't tell. I think that is not because I'm ashamed, but I think I'm trying to hide and protect my family from everybody. I don't really want people to know like, Oh, like I think that's why I do it. I, I think, cause I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. I just post friends. Like I, I want to say, cause I, I've told you before that I've told you before that I don't post about you or like mother's day or stuff like that, or even birthdays. Like I like that stuff to be for me. That's sacred to me. It's not for everybody else to see. It's not what I want to portray. It's just, that's my, I have that in here and I don't need for people to see that. Mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it's just i don't know why it's personal for me go ahead i was gonna say i feel like facebook to a point is fake of course i don't do instagram i have one don't really do it same similar thing right yeah and like you're saying so in my opinion it's like there's cedric that's here at the house chilling yeah and then if we go to a party there's social cedric will come out yeah you're both similar but you're not necessarily the same person you kind of <laughs> Or maybe a little bit more outgoing, you know. But I'm not like that. That's the thing. I make myself that way. Yes, because you're being social Cedric. For you're people. Cedric who's at the party, who knows what's expected of you in a sense that you're there to be social. You're there to be outgoing. Mm-hmm. And you're there to pull the people in the party into your social conversation so they feel apart and they don't feel left out. Exactly. Yeah. Because so, I know how it feels to be apart and left out and it sucks i've felt it my whole life mm-hmm. i felt it since i was a kid i was always that kid that never fit in with like the <laughs> the cool uh group mm-hmm. i got invited to a lot of like parties and so i just never liked to go because i just felt like my mind was just different like i just didn't i don't know i just didn't feel right i didn't fit in so oh so when i see people i know that's why i post to instagram that is why i post to instagram i post because i know it's hitting and reaching somebody but but that's that's why i do it facebook is that not being uh social media cedric and it that's is. why you don't it's put, not me no no it's, but you you're putting on is, social media what social media is expecting and also what you want to put but to a point mm-hmm. you know what p- 
people are wanting to see on there. So, and you're knowing what you're not wanting to share. Just like if you went to a party and you're being social Cedric, you're not necessarily going to bring up, hey, I got this mom and this dad and this is what's going on with them, my siblings, and this is what's going on with them. You may not. You're, you're, you're having other conversations about other stuff. You're not necessarily wanting to bring that in there. Just like you're saying you don't post certain things or pictures and on social media because that's not what your social media persona is. Yours is getting out those influential in thoughts that influence people Mm -hmm. out there i feel like that's what you use it for it is who you are it's what you're trying to express to people that side of you because social media helps people who are there scrolling reading through it all Mm -hmm. and that's why when you post stuff and they respond and it's helpful or whatever that's what you're using it for you're not using it so you could hype up your family or show everybody this family that you have or whatever. No. Or share that you're pissed off at a family member. No. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this person. No. Right? So that's I'm your... trying to use social media for good because I yeah. feel like there's so much negativity on there. Exactly. And I feel like that's the only way, that's the mass way that you can reach people. And yeah, I can go talk to people singularly, like just, just talk to them individually. But the way I can reach a mass amount of people, at least my followers is through that. Mm-hmm. And I like to, cause I feel like I'm making a difference whenever, even if it's just, even if it means just a little post that makes a difference in someone's life. And if it, if it makes it in my, when I get those text messages is the nicest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And, and you've expressed to me how, when you, <laughs> you going to tell them anything? Yeah, I'm going to pause it. Just tell them. I'm like, just, I'm like, it's a practice run anyways. Tell them from here. I'll be right back. Huh? <laughs> you think it's picked up? So my point was that that's what you use it for. That's what you want to use your podcast for is my opinion is that I've seen you and heard you have conversations. People with their stories, you become pulled in by their story. You know, you're interested in it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get emotionally invested in it. And it pulls on your heartstrings sometimes. And you share your part, your opinion in it. And you just feel like you walk away from that and you realize that you want to do podcasts because that's basically what you do on a podcast because you feel like the conversations that you can have with people, that people are so interesting to you and they have so much to share that you want to have those conversations shared with other people and as a trickle down effect or domino domino effect help other people yeah 
as you feel like it helps you or you maybe help that person that you yeah. had that conversation with. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have those conversations and then you want to go tell everybody you know, you know, your aunts, your cousins, your grandparents, your parents, you know, like, hey, I had this conversation with this person. They're, they're awesome at this. They're awesome at that. This is how they got there. Yeah. They've also come through this tragedy or Straight whatever. And, yeah. and, and you're that type of person. So you just want that on a broader spectrum so you can reach even more people. I am. Cause I always like, if anybody asks, I always talk about all my friends as someone. I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. this guy does this. He's awesome at that. Hey, this girl does that. She's great. Dude. She's going through this. Hey, they, I love it. Yeah, I love telling people saying, stories because like, I it just met this person or I just met this person and on the, on the golf course and, yeah. and, this and this and that and you're like fascinated by them and their story and and uh, it's you have a fascination with people and their stories and how people at one point or another in their life had a struggle and how they came out of their struggle and uh which brings us back to <laughs> to what brought us to the room today <laughs> and the discussion today which yeah. was to recap the hour before we came in here you may or may not want it shared, but I'm going to try to recap it shortly so that we could address this card. Because I feel like this card is the podcast for tonight. Um, so you seem to be on a path currently of putting God first um, in your life and focusing on God's will for you in your life and making those changes that you feel are positive changes in following God. Mm -hmm. to get to where God wants you in life. Mm -hmm. um, and along that path, and in most people's path, they have relationships, love interest, and that's what you have, and that's what you've had, but it's a rocky road one to make it long story short. And you guys are on outs for the most part right now, mm -hmm. but an undefined out, whether it's, a flat and dry I'm done with you or is it I need a break and I need time without knowing how much time you need yeah whether that's uh an hour whether that's a week a month or a, a year, year or more mm -hmm. or is it infinity you don't fudge and know mm -hmm. and that's to a point in a nutshell what's kind of driving you crazy but as we talked I feel like there was a lot more there like an onion, you're peeling back the layers, and in doing that, um, so I, I did we not decide though that you're gonna give that relationship it's no longer no longer your headache, your daily stress, your every waking moment, not that it was, but thought it's, it's, you, it's you're going to give it to god and ask god to handle it for you because that's what he's there for yeah because because anything that we worry and we stress over isn't going to get us closer to our goals or what we want in life because it's not what we want it's what god wants for us yeah and and in his time he's gonna make it happen but we have to give it to him if we keep trying to just do it on our own then then uh it's probably not it's gonna take us longer to get where we need to go yeah this the reason why this is hard for me to talk about is because I'm, I'm, this is, you're asking me to, I get it. This, that's what I want this podcast to be about. Absolutely. And I feel very insecure right now because it's a part that I didn't 
realize was in me until like this week. Mm-hmm. And Tell so it's very fresh to me. Mm-hmm. So had I think I, I think had I like realized this part of me as far as my, as far as my rocky road, I guess that you'd call it my little, sub, my little relationship that I'm struggling with. Had I like known this before, this exposed that part of me. It exposed my insecure side that I thought, I guess this is my other shadow because that right there is my shadow. Mm-hmm. But I guess I have multiple, obviously multiple shadows, but I thought I just had one. Mm-hmm. But this is my other shadow that sent me on that shadow. Mm-hmm. And it made it's making me insecure. And I guess it's testing my, I'm not a patient person. I I am a patient person. And you are, but I, I, to, but when I want something, like I really go after it and I'm like tunnel visioned out and I want it. And I don't stop and usually until I get it. It's just something like I'm born with. It's something I probably took in my DNA from, I don't know, like my family, my dad. But, um, I think God has put me in a place in my life where I'm having to be patient mm-hmm. and I'm having to wait in time. He's making me something like you mentioned earlier. He's made me perfect and to to the not to the full extent perfect. He's but he's worked on me and things that I needed to work on to make me a better person. And I think this is like another singular thing that's like he's like said. You thought you had it, and I, I'm I'm good. I've been good, so good about working on so many things and daily I don't give up and then this thing hits me and it just blindsides me because I thought it's just so funny because right when I think I have it all good and going I don't have it at all like and God always seems to he always seems to do that to me and because we need him and and I need him now more than ever because I can't get through this alone and it is hard and because I want it a certain way. And I think that's a problem that a lot of people battle is that they want certain things in their life a certain way and they can't get it that way. And when they can't get it when they want it, it's sometimes it's a they problem. want it more. Yes. And that's where I'm at. I want it more than anything in the world. And that's why God isn't giving it to me because it's what I want and not what he wants for me. And so mm-hmm. I need to take my own advice that I give to a lot of people and give it to God and like just don't let it take a part of me because it doesn't have anything to do with me it's I need to because that's what I did that's what made me insecure in the past was that it took a part of me I, I allowed I allowed my first girlfriend to take a huge part of me mm-hmm. I was young though but that was like my first love Mm-hmm. and I resorted to drugs <clears throat> and I went on a spiral and and that this just did that it it made me insecure again and made so, me I don't know I don't know if this is time to mention it or not but or if this is even accurate mm-hmm. but I know how long were you and go ahead first of all I don't. I mean, I wouldn't I say know. it. No, good. No, no right? yeah, I know who you're so talking. So first, okay. love. How long were y'all together? From fifteen to 
about five years five years five off six years off and on too though so, yeah it was all very much off and, and on yeah. yeah but still yeah. that was your main person mm -hmm. at starting at age 15 i mean you're you're growing into a young man yeah and uh experiencing a lot in life i don't know i mean you can edit this all you want right you don't I'm even not, have to edit I'm not going you don't to. have to air it or whatever but my understanding of you was you hadn't done a you hadn't smoked weed before until your senior year in high school actually till day of graduation but that may be wrong it was the week of the week yeah. after graduation that week right that was my understanding my first so. time i never touched alcohol and mm -hmm. i never touched weed yeah nothing yeah nothing and and you not even uh, mm -mm nothing i don't, I don't so. know if you did you were like a try once you weren't like party party hard for a couple of weeks and decided you didn't like it like you never really experienced the party hard drinking come home drunk or even puking everywhere kind of party night in high school that i know of yeah so pretty much you were clean cut said in in my opinion you look clean cut you dress clean cut for the clean clean for the most part and um the the first the week of graduation you also had your 18th birthday and everybody knows on their 18th birthday that they're living under mom and dad's roof if they're still under mom and dad's roof because some leave before then but uh you think you're an adult which is what i did when i turned 18. you think you're an adult you don't have to listen to mom and dad you can do what you want to do you could come and go as you please because you're 18 now you're an adult you don't really consider the fact that you're not paying your own bills. You're, you know, your parents are still thinking about you. They still feel responsible for you, whether you, you're out there getting hurt, you know, you're under their roof, you're their responsibility is how they feel. And so they try to keep you inside that same box you were in before you turned 18. Yeah. And as an 18 year old, you want to venture out and be an adult, right? Yeah. So being the same week that you graduate high school, which is what a lot of people do too graduate high school and they think they're free to go run and do and roam and be their own person but again mom and dad are there to say hey keep you in line gotta go to the college gotta do this and that but what did you decide to do i decided to go into the wrong crowd well so right I, before the breakup though or it was around there but you we you were said you up. needed to take you needed to take the summer off yeah because you had worked i don't remember you, mom oh, a lot of it a lot of it's hard for me to remember back then because i my memory like you, damn near got wiped yeah. out yeah so you had said to your dad that you uh At that time in my life you you um you had worked since you were 16 and now you're 18 and you said you now i kind of know why you probably said it you were going to take summer off either it was the summer or the year off can't remember and you were just gonna live free basically live freely and I told your dad, let him. I mean, I think it was the summer before you should have started college, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Community college. Yeah. I said, let him. Like, seriously, you're you're in between, just barely in between being a teenager and being an adult or having to do the adulting thing. If he wants to take off and, and be carefree, let him be carefree because he's not going to have this opportunity again, you know? Because once you're an adult and you're paying for a home, you can't backtrack at that point. You, you just got to keep moving forward. Yeah. So that was said on top of back to you. Your relationship went sour. It did. 
which led you to split up and then i got invited to a party and i usually say no to parties and i said yes to this one mm-hmm. and i remember going i'm not gonna say names but i remember going with this particular friend and he was like i'm not gonna go unless you go or he's like He's like, I'm not going to go. He's like, you're going to go smoke. Weed? You're going to smoke weed tonight. And I was like, yeah, so like, oh, I'll go. But as long as you're going to smoke. And I was like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'm going to smoke. So then I go and then, you know, we show up. Sed's here. Sed's here. And no, I've never show up, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like Cedric's here. Like what? And, you know, like, oh, you're going to smoke. Oh, shit. so then we all go outside the party. It's like, I don't know, like, I think it was like five of us, maybe six of us. And, um childhood bestie from down the street was there Mm -hmm. and um but i don't think she she did anything but she was just there um and so i remember you know like a typical person who smokes some bud they don't inhale correctly and then i did and you know they're like no you have to do it this way i did it Cough my lungs out. Co- Cough my coughing. lungs out. Smoke came out a different way. It was clear. It wasn't the way, you know, all puffed. And uh, I went back into the, immediately, I went back into the uh, party. And a friend who's no longer here anymore, he he's not here anymore. But he was like, said, you want a shot? I was like, yeah. So then they gave me a shot of whiskey. Mind you, I never drank before and I never smoked before. Mm-hmm. And then the guy who was hosting the party, he was like, said, you want a shot? And so it was just like a shot. So I got crossfaded immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus you were like a buck oh five at the time. How I much was very you tiny. I don't know. I think I was at the time I was probably five, eight, five, nine, five, eight, maybe mm-hmm. five, seven. I was short. Five, and then I was like a hundred and five, thirty pounds. Really? You think so? Yeah. I feel like you didn't weigh more than 105, 110. 120. Maybe 114 pushing nice. it. Right out the shower, all hair all wet with holding water. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But that sent me on. Um, From there, so then I did miss the summer of. And from there, we led to friends who did pills. And I don't know if I'm moving too fast, but. No, you jump right into it. Because that's just a lot of the repetition that get you hooked and yeah because you know it was just like smoking 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 and then eventually thinking you're cool thinking you're having a good time but then you meet the pill heads that smoke too and i started taking xanax and then that's when my life i will say took a a horrible turn um yeah and then to be honest yeah. you, you smoking said wasn't a good person but i'm sure you did, obviously you're saying you weren't as bad as you were when you started doing pills so but i was you horrible weren't on your, pills. yes but you weren't yourself smoking weed either you weren't yourself and we knew it but the only one that can stop that in my opinion as a parent is you like i can't i can't as a mom tell you kid don't go smoke weed tonight when you leave the house Hey, when you go leave to go to the store in your car, don't go smoke a joint. You know, it's like that's that nagging's not going to help you, in my opinion. You have a path to walk in this world and you being 18 are an adult and you have to live and learn. And, you know, you pray that your kid doesn't learn a lesson that they don't, you know, that puts them six feet under. 
Yeah. You know, and I have by the grace of God, you're still here, but not, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's just God's path for you is to not carry on on this earth, you know, but, um, you are still here. So I feel like, you know, there's a, he has a reason for you still being here and a purpose. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so one one i don't know if it's this first time you took pills or it's the one story i know that you took it's pills. the first time i took pills yeah you said that you'll never uh, forget it although i forget exactly what happened that day but i'll never forget it in my entire life yeah it's pretty crazy that day we took um that day they i remember we were smoking and they showed me about it and they're like oh man it gets you higher but like I call it the drunk pill. That's what I call Xanax. I call mm-hmm. it the drunk pill. It, and it, it's hard. What Xanax does is it shuts down your nervous system. And I didn't find that out until later. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I didn't feel anything. And that's why people like it. It's because they but don't feel... But at the feel... time you took it, you were in an emotional Exactly. And I didn't want to feel anything. Because yeah. cause you were heartbroken. Yes. Because you were broken up. Yes. With your gro- ex-girlfriend of four or five years. Yeah, five. Five yeah. years. By um, then, her and I, yeah, we were pretty rough off and not rough, but like, yeah, we weren't talking. And my friends had me. Like, I just wanted to be with my friends. I wanted to get high. I wanted to be out of my mind. Like, I didn't want to think, I didn't want to be sober because I didn't want to have to face every time that I was sober, I was thinking about her. Pretty much. I was thinking about her. I was thinking about pretty much it. Honestly, I think if I. I was, I was just running from it mm-hmm. and so i ran to that my friends we would kid around and whatever and and we the the day i took the so the day the infamous day uh it was i took i remember they gave me one bar so they are xanax bars i took one bar and some people can take there's you can split it up into four mm-hmm. they're called quarters some people take a quarter and they're good like they're like dude i'm out so i took a full bar mm-hmm. i didn't know this about the pill and i'm not very i was my first time and you didn't ask i didn't ask i was like fuck it it does what okay i'm what y'all do it i'm gonna do it and i took it and i didn't feel anything and anybody who's probably took bars listening if they if i do post this anybody who has they probably heard this story before from someone who's taking bars if not their own but you don't feel an effect of it. Um, you don't feel an effect of it me- immediately. It takes about it takes a while. It takes about f- about an hour for you to even feel something. Sorry. You're right. Anyway, so I didn't feel anything, and me being impatient, I wanted that immediate effect, and so I didn't take any. Uh, I took a. I took like another half, I think. I don't know. I'm just making it up. Bottom line, I took three of them by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Don't know how long. Don't know how quick. So the first time you told me that story, I don't know how long ago it was. Yeah. I think it was before you were clean, though. And you said you you took one or yep. half. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. And then you waited, uh-huh. didn't feel anything, so you took another, which sounds familiar on a lot of things with a lot of different reasons for people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and apparently that was way more than enough. Yeah. Especially for somebody on their first trip with pills. So I got in my Volkswagen mm-hmm. and I remember we went driving. Um, I remember 
So, you know, the funny thing, I don't think I've ever told you, the funny thing is when I used to get barred out or I was high, I always wanted to be around you and dad. Really? I don't know why. It was, I don't know. It was weird. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to be around y'all and I was always so loving. Like, I just wanted like, I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing and I wanted to clean. <laughs> I don't know why. And I, I mean, Seeing how OCD you are yeah. right now is kind of weird because I don't think you used to be a clean. No. no. Your room didn't used to be clean, remember? Uh-huh. I mean, it was just a regular teenage room, but yeah. not like your house. Like, you like things is, in order. Yeah, clean and sanitized. But, so, uh, which might be a reason why so, I'm OCD, so, so but anyways. So, you went, yeah, that's just what I'm saying. But the associate, too, was coming. It was down the yeah. Road. But you, you always wanted to be around us. But that day, didn't you end oh, up yeah. with us? So that day, uh, so that day I made my way to the house. I don't remember pulling. Uh, this is all I remember from that day, and I could just be very like it's just vivid. I remember being in the middle of the hallway yelling at Dad about something. I just can't remember what, but I was irritated and upset with him. And then I remember my friends sitting outside the curb but that was whenever i came out uh, two friends I, I remember that's when i came out of the house that's when i remember them that's what comes back in my memories like when i came out of the house they were sitting across the street not even on our side they were across the street because you're yeah i was gonna threaten to kill yeah and um because your dad threatened them to get off his property because he was them. basically blaming them for you being high yeah which in a way they were the reason why you were high because they were your mm. friends. They were your friends. I took it. Yes, absolutely. So you are it's originally, my fault. but he can't blame you at the moment because you're his kid. So he's gonna blame the next yeah, thing, which I is was your friend. Get them in and if he's upset with you, he he don't he don't give two shits about them. Get the fuck off because he needs mm-hmm. off my property because I need to deal with my kid right now who's high as fuck. Right, I agree. So, so in order, the next thing that um. The next thing that I remember happening was I do remember tackling dad into the uh, chimney and I remember biting the shit out of his arm. I also remember um, the rage that I felt when I tackled him. Yeah, I, I remember that like you let go of whatever you had been holding on to f- for some years. Yeah, I remember the anger. I think I remember the tears running down my face if there were any. If not, they were in my soul because I I remember being like, and I don't even think it was all towards dad. I think I just wasn't in a good spot in my life and it all just unfortunately came out. And the worst part of it all was my grandpa was there. But I got something for you that is going to... Um, it's not the worst part. Who who better to have there but Grandpa? He's Mr. Calm. No. It, well, yeah, true. He's, he stayed calm during it. So, Grandpa's there. I tackle my dad. He didn't join the rumble. I remember... Silas did. Yeah. I remember my grandpa... I remember getting picked up and then, like, a pillow, like a toothpick, just, like, getting, like, sat down okay. gently. Because I know, I know because I was able to put my hands like on the ground and like rest to the ground. And then the next thing I remember was my face is like off the ground by like, like a, by like a hand off the ground. And I remember dad, uh, coming over and then he like three pieced me. Like I remember he hit me like two or three times in my face. And each time I thank God I was barred out. No offense. Like, I don't mean like that, but 
<laughs> the reason why is because I didn't feel anything. And I couldn't because I was on three bars. You just don't feel nothing. Cause otherwise, that would have hurt. And my head, like, I remember it bouncing and hitting is what I felt. Like, it was just like, boom, 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 real quick. Mm. And um, I think that's all I remember. I remember being outside. And then I remember going back to their place. I think I went back to their place. And then I remember losing my phone, which I think somebody stole it. In all realities, said mm-hmm. you went to leave. Yeah. And Someone gave us a ride, right? You couldn't leave because you couldn't find your keys. Oh, yeah. And then you came back <laughs> in, getting ready to leave, looking for <sighs> your keys. Yep. But you literally weren't there five minutes. And Grandpa said you just had your keys in your hand before the whole upset and uproar happened. You had just had your keys. So I don't remember where you ended up putting them. But honestly, I think God took your keys from you because you shouldn't have been driving. Yeah. You shouldn't have been driving. Well, I, I that's one thing I will add is that my volkswagen i hit a pole or something because there was a uh dent or two dents and the tire was the wheels are uh the rims were all scraped up maybe on all sides i was doing something When we pulled in the driveway the cars Mm -hmm. all open like y'all did a car search probably looking for something probably the fucking keys so y'all could leave (laughs) but grandpa said y'all had the keys like even i think when we walked in you were still looking for your keys and it was just it was just you were not in the right place you hadn't slept for how long do you remember or even after that day it was several hours several days or something you said before you slept that's what you said but um i don't like to remember i don't know i I can't remember if i tried i just sometimes i think it comes to you but that that was a not a good day definitely memorable for the family Mm -hmm. we felt like you had things that you took out on your dad that you were harboring but maybe like you're saying now it it was all the emotions of that you were carrying with you not just your emotions to your dad just emotions in general mm-hmm. and in life and you let it out at that moment i did and everybody was there in the family mm-hmm. and um they pulled you apart and uh i yeah your dad may have 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 got his licks back on you when you were being held down by grandpa. I deserved it. But I deserved more than it, but I deserved those. Yeah, it's almost like it's, it's. I have a feeling that dad. I feel like it's also the way had it cut. things. I don't know, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I didn't see him do that to you, so I don't. I I missed that part somehow. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I did see Silas pull your dad off of you, and I don't know if that's when he did it, and then. uh well, if you remember, then your dad started choking on whatever food he had in his mouth because Silas had him in a <laughs> chokehold to get him uh, off. I don't remember any of that. I just remember. Yeah, uh, and that's when Grandpa that's had you pinned down. That's what I'm saying. I like I was there the whole time. I don't remember him doing that, but I mean, I could have missed it, and I could have walked out of the room in that time. But uh, it was pretty crazy. But the fact is, it was kind of like the beginning of the pill popping, and um, well, still a lot more. What you, still, what you were living through yeah it led to a lot more um here's just because i know it seems a little dark right now because like i said like the Don't whole be trying to crack jokes at this moment no no i'm not it's something really beautiful about it that i'd like to just say real quick before we continue is that because we all started this with what am i doing this for what's the whole podcast yes. about i'm being vulnerable just to kind of remind because i know we're kind of far into it okay. right now and I did go through this. This is my shadow that I'm learning that I hid away for so long 
and that I was trying to act like I was perfect and it's coming back out now and it's big and I'm talking to it and I'm telling that this part is a part of me and that I'm not afraid of it and that it was hurt that I like locked it away for so long and he was neglected and so I brought him back and I have told him and he's told me that he's proud of me and that he wants me to do this this is what he wants me to do and that he's here with me right now his and we're one and that's to stop hiding from him and to that's going to bring other people out of whatever darkness that they may be in not necessarily with drugs maybe drugs but just i have a lot more stuff i guess to talk about if we get into it but the experience of that was huge for me um but just to shine some light on it because it all started with me wanting to make people feel better posting to social media and trying to because I know what it feels like share and that's what I mean because people think like and I people always tell me and I always put it off like I'll tell you my testimony I'll tell you but I'm like no I'll leave it like I, I don't ever really get to it ever and um so this is why a lot of it all of it we're talking about is why but the uh beautiful thing I'd like to shine some light on is that the same person who took me away from hurting my father and picked me up and put me down was the same one who brought me out of the water and he baptized me this past year. So there's like a, there's a bit of a poetic justice with it. You know, he's the same person that picked, literally picked me up, laid me down. And then also he dumped me in the water and baptized baptized me. So I find a little bit of a, what was that? How many years later, mom? Uh, I was like back in 18 that I did that. Mm-mm. I mean, sorry, uh, 13 that I did yeah. that back in 2013. I don't know why I thought yeah, I was thinking five years, uh, yeah. 2013 that I did that. Mm-hmm. So 10 years later, no, nine, eight, nine years later was mm-hmm. this 21 when I got baptized. Right. In 21, it? Mm-hmm. it was like September, uh, September 9th, 2021. But, um, this is making me uncomfortable. Uh, talking about 13. it yeah it, uh, it makes me itchy uh it's funny i just pay attention to my like if you pay attention to me and you know me my my ex, the first ex she was really good about noticing little triggers that i have mm-hmm. I, i've noticed them throughout the years but this is the first one that's came back for a while um so what's that S- seven no let me yeah. get on my fingers eight, Hold yeah on. please do because <laughs> i'm too I'm I'm, I'm in another world Budget. right now. I'm no, sorry. Do the Hold yeah. on. Let me get no, my no, toes no, no, out. But anyways, it's nine years later, and yeah. I finally came to Christ. I don't want people to think that like it. It takes like it takes time for you to come to Christ, and it's not. It, and I don't mean to get off on that spill, but that just for me. That's a whole. And that's a, a whole, whole another conversation. conversation because but, yeah, that's that's started in high. It's your whole life, but. 2013. Yeah, that's a whole. But anyways, um. Whole another conversation. I don't know how to where to go from there. Um, I do. Go for it. Cause host. Host. With the mostest. Let's see. Hostess. So, guest said said. Just kidding. So, uh, so where we're at is um. Back to the you, kitchen. You 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 went from some being like clean cut said who hadn't smoked or drank in high school which a lot of kids do party yeah. hard 
uh, to the to the week you turned 18 is the same week you graduated, which is the same week you experienced uh, probably your first true experience at a party yeah. at that age and uh, everything that goes with it with the drugs and alcohol and then throw in the relationship yeah. part of it which what majority of teenagers go through which is relationships trying to pretend to be adults in a relationship and going through the whole heartbreak heartbreak episode yeah and the pain that feels and you not wanting to feel that pain and wanting to cover up that pain and not feel anything because pain hurts does uh you turn to to more drugs and pills which led into more drugs since mm -hmm. we're on the topic yeah i started so just how far do we want to say how far that went yeah we can go down the rabbit hole it's not that hard uh because it leads to who i am today because a lot of people are like oh you don't drink you don't smoke you don't do this you don't do that why how and then they try to use this thing that like you know there's no such thing as perfection you know why are you doing that but it's not it's not that at all and that's why people don't know who don't know me and see that then they think it's so like how does he do it it's like nah dude there was a whole time where i did all of that and that's what makes me not want to do any of that again because i know who that person is and he don't care like i try to tell people and they do not believe me mm -hmm. like there's a side of me where my eyes will like it, well not not anymore because i've like he's gone and I'll never be that again because I my I'm just I'm telling you wow uh uh <laughs> no but anyways I'm making me think of the conversation with Grandma earlier I know. um this is what it used to be what it did knock on that fudge and paper okay fine God's got we'll me put it to God yeah so back to it um weed Xanax so Zan I don't want to talk about it in a Xanax and weed. I had to do it together because it just the high that it gave me was it's just different. Mm -hmm. It was just the combination was like a I, I don't mean I mean this loosely. It was a perfect combination. Mm -hmm. But I when I was Xanax will put you to sleep. And what I heard. yeah, unless you fight it. And so but if you fight it, you're going to get you're going to have a good high. You can just like just be chilling and it's just like a weird zone that you're in. You just don't care. Mm. You really don't care. But to wake me up, I did cocaine. Nice. So that's what that would get me up. That would wake me up. And then but cocaine's so expensive and you have to do it every 30 minutes. And when you're out at a I, you know what the crazy thing is? I never drank when I did any of this. Mm. Which is crazy because there was people who would do bars and drink and it'd be a double whammy or they would do bars and uh drink and do coke because it you know it helps all out right and uh so yeah so then i got tired of cocaine because the lot that it was great because you can't afford it well yeah but then yeah and then um it, it just the high wasn't there enough quick enough like it didn't get me up long enough you had to keep doing it and doing it and then so i did uh switched to ecstasy and now ecstasy was like the kicker because that's why i oh uh, i see you okay I yeah it's coming well that's why that's that on there first time i knew about it when i seen your drawing i was like mm. mm -hmm. the, the dolphin <laughs> hmm. yeah well he's there because 
I remember, so this is how, I forget how old I was, but I would wake up, it was a routine for like a whole year. I would wake up, I'd pop ecstasy in the morning to wake me up and get me going. And then maybe I'd pop a second one if I was getting tired around like 12 or like, and my, I'd wake up at like six or se- like six or seven mm-hmm. in the morning early. And then I'd, uh. I would take another one possibly. So sometimes I did two a day, sometimes. And then I'd take a Xanax when I'd get home to put me to sleep Mm -hmm. and I'd smoke and then I'd do it again the next day. All of it, just, I kept doing it. And then here's where it got really, not a lot of people know this one. Only Silas does, really. I mean, y'all probably do. But sometimes the X pill, the ecstasy got me too uh jittery and i was just like needed to calm the fuck down excuse my language uh i needed to calm down and i would take like half a bar if not a quarter of the bar at my peak on ecstasy and i'd pop it so not only am i doing a upper that's extreme that's coke based by the way um the xanax would i in my head counterbalance that uplifting thing and make me kind of like zen out a little bit to where I was at a calm energy state and that's what I was searching for was like a nice energy state where I could be at because I felt so depressed and so down and I was still running from something like emotions I was running I think by then feelings but I think by then I was already too far down the rabbit hole to where it was like now I'm a drug addict like I just can't live without it you know, it's not like because some people I know some people and I'm not saying drugs are good, but I know some people who can every now and then they'll do one of the drugs. Right. Hey, somebody's I don't know. They'll just do it. Right. And I get that. I, I don't get it. But like I can't do that. I, I've learned that I have a very addictive personality and I'm starting to learn in my <laughs> I guess now it makes sense in my relationship uh, or my recent fallout is that i had a, i guess an addictive non-attachment type issue that i was i'm dealing with and um anyways that's that's what it led to it, it all trickled down to ecstasy uh, i started doing acid too and then i would do acid and ecstasy led into acid and i've done that um a good handful of times and then um uh, i would candy flip which would be ecstasy and acid at the same time that's like uh doesn't sound like a zen place to be living in it sounds like a very which obviously is when you're in a drug using state just a yeah just i don't know why i was doing it happy place i don't know why i was doing it and and i don't know why i kept doing it I, I just I can't I feel like and I don't like to think about it. I just well, know that, that I was, mean it's an addiction. It's kind of like when people drink caffeine, they can't stop drinking the caffeine. They drink more caffeine. It's not healthy for them, but they're addicted to the caffeine. So or smoking a cigarette, same thing. You're addicted to it. That's what an addiction is. Oh yeah, I used to go through packs of cigarettes when I was on ecstasy. It's called chain smoking. Oh, you know what it was too? The music I was listening to. I'd say that too. There was a song. Uh, there was a uh, Chance the Rapper when he first came out. His name, his uh, main song was uh, Acid Rap. 
So Acid Rap, he took he did the whole album on Acid, as far as I'm concerned, is what I remember. And I thought that stuff was cool. I was like, oh man, like Acid Rap, like he did what? And when you listen to him, he's like, he'll do like a little noise, like ah, that's like him tweaking. Like mm-hmm. he's like just, it's like cigarettes on cigarettes, mom, uh, whatever. Like so, I, I was just, I was consumed by a lot of um, bad friends. I was, con- and I don't say bad; they were lost too. We just don't like friends lost with bad habits. Yeah. And they didn't know no better either. Because I don't mean to say that they're bad people because they're not. It's just that it was just a time in my life. It's just. But some people have bad habits. Yeah. Habits that aren't beneficial to They're do. lost too. That's why I try to have some compassion for them. Yeah. I'm not, but not no, I know. It, but it I doesn't. Know. It, it, I'm sure there's not somebody out there that can actually say being a drug abuser is beneficial to your life and career. I don't know that that's actually beneficial, but. Other than Wolf of Wall Street. Did it end good? No. Okay. <laughs> May have been good at the moment, but what didn't last. It was movies like that that makes people do cocaine. Didn't, didn't last. Um, so, and then, uh, I think that was it. And then all that's going to lead into... Is the card, in a way. It'll lead, in, lead into the card, the but... story of the, as to what brought... So then, do we need to say that you... Um, can I see you, that card? I haven't looked at. You know so how hard that baptized, was to make that card. You did accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just by the way, let's state I did. the obvious that mm-hmm. we keep talking about but not addressing. But it did happen. I could talk about that. <clears throat> That's I my testimony. S- it is. So save it since we're on the subject of this card, trying to get there. Mm-hmm. So we have the backstory to uh, your drug addiction kind of how you got started or when you got started Mm -hmm. and so that played out how long would you say you were addicted to drugs or you did the drug ride and then it stopped about two and a half almost three years two and a half years 18 to 18 why do you keep going to 18 so i was was 17 oh 18 years old i thought you were being 2018 Uh -uh. i was just like that's not even right here no i was eight i just turned 18 because yeah you turned 18 that week that week Mm -hmm. so 18 19 20 21 because i remember 21 i bought an ounce for my birthday and we smoked it nice nice i'm just saying man i I, I gotta bring it with me i can't (laughs) hide him because he doesn't want me to hide him that i'm playing co-host and and i'm also your mother yeah i (laughs) know even if i wasn't i'd probably still have an issue like Trying to be mama feelings for somebody else's child. I don't mean any bad anything bad. I'm not, what do you want me to whoop whoop you? No. Woo woo. Go Sadie. Mm-mm. Go Sadie. <laughs> He's good. Uh so what what were we gonna go with this? Okay. So so you watched do we need to mention the Netflix series? Yeah. Because not everybody I would love to know to. what this means. Okay. Uh so I watched the Netflix series called Stutz. S-T-U-T-Z. And it's with Jonah Hill. And it's about... It's a it's a film about Jonah Hill and his uh, therapist, uh, Phil Stutz. Mm-hmm. Phil Stutz has wrote two books uh, called Tools. One's called Tools and one's called Coming Alive. And um, the, the movie... And it's so crazy because I was having a really bad night that night. I was having suicidal thoughts. Uh, this was just 
uh, Saturday, dude. This was just, what are we on? What's today? Thursday. Thursday. There you go. I mean, this wasn't even less than five days ago. And, um, dang, this was after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. dinner because we post- postponed it. Yeah, so we scheduled it for Saturday. Uh-huh. So you're saying you went home after Thanksgiving? Because remember, I left Thanksgiving early too. Kinda, not yeah, really. Earlier than everybody else. Yeah, I left. Stayed there longer. I couldn't take it no more. My social said I couldn't take it. Yeah. I was tapped out. Uh, you, you, you did good for the time you were there. But you, you, you weren't showing what you were going through. You were being social said. Yeah. You were having your conversation. Good at it. Yeah. I'm good at it. Uh, so I get home and I'm not feeling good, and it's just one thought after another is just a floodgate of like hell coming in my head and i'm too busy thinking about my current uh or you know the relationship i'm going through that's not going well that's not going well and i'm like having i'm self-analyzing myself about how i've messed up and how i could have done right and then i'm having self-pity about well what about me and you're not thinking about me and these thoughts are just going back and forth of like who's right who's wrong and i'm just I'm having anguish and I'm just irritated and just comes to a certain point where I was just pissed and sad and I just didn't want to be here anymore. I was like, screw all this. God, I've been praying for this. I've been trying. I've been with you and I'm just irritated. Like, not like a why have you forsaken me type deal, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm hurt because I feel like, God, I, I try so hard every day to live right. I try so hard every day to just a pity party of like, you know, he knows i don't even know why i try to tell him because he knows what i go through every day it's not you know preach it to the choir but anyways so i'm the movie stuts the card so i text a friend and i was like i'm having bad thoughts or whatever she says well what do you like to do whatever a lot of people tell me what do you like to do what do you like to do i don't know what i like to do to be honest with you i want to do this because this gives me fulfillment honestly and and talking to people gives me fulfillment. Like when that's why I think that's why I like the social setting is like I love making people feel better because they for some reason people feel like they can talk to me and I and I make them feel good because like I'm understanding that they need to feel good. This may be their one time out the week that they meet somebody that can make them feel better. And so she, the girl finally says, "Well, she says uh I told her that I like comedy movies. I like comedy movies or like stand up more or less." I've been watching a lot of Dave Chappelle stand-ups, a lot of Joe Rogan stand-ups, just, just stuff that makes me laugh, like give me a little bit of dopamine to lift my spirits up because I love, we joke around all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, 